Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here, uh, also known as Jack. Still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast, O'Brien. Uh, both nicknames that I go by inviting you to check out miles and Jack got mad boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the daily zeitgeist miles gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans. As we discuss the latest news and events from around the league, check it out. Miles and Jack got mad boosties brought to you by the first ever Toyota grand Highlander. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in Friday edition of The Edge. Not a football Friday. We'll probably touch on that at some point, though, but it's kind of like a baseball Friday. Mm-hmm. Will Hill, VSIN contributor, is going to be with us for a good minute on this program. We got some divisions to preview in Major League Baseball season, get started next Thursday. We had a big trade today. In Major League Baseball, actually, it was a pretty big trade. Well, you got to be careful about what you believe on Twitter today. When I logged on to uh-huh. this morning, and uh, you see all these fake news reports, and you realize it's April first, and uh, I didn't know if the White Sox Dodgers trade was a real deal or not. Uh, uh, it is. It yeah, is okay. headline Dodgers. Turns out it is. And uh, Craig Kimbrell in a trade that sends outfielder AJ Pollock to the Chicago White Sox. So Gavin Lux now has a spot, of course, a regular spot. Uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and uh, they get that closer that you and I were actually discussing just yesterday, right? Blake trying it. Yeah, shaky as your primary closing option. So Dave Roberts gets another guy to throw out there in high leverage situations. So uh, we open with baseball, but very fleeting, very fleeting. You know, today is April 1st. Today's April Fool's Day. Um, but it's also the start of a period in sports. I think there are two period in sports, right? Two periods of sports, right, on the calendar that are absolutely fantastic. It's that winter, and it's not even a specific day in winter, but it's where you get that glut of games, right? Right where college basketball gets started and the non-conference slates you get the really big games. Hockey's underway, basketball's underway. You're the playoff race in the National Football League. It's a great time of year, and then you get this where it's April, and we're talking about the Masters next week, the start of baseball season, <laughs> NBA postseason. It seems like April is the best sports month of the year, Matt Eumann. Let's ask that question. Uh, how many people agree, uh, check out the graphic here, is April the best sports month of the year? So 
No fooling, man. <laughs> no fooling. It tips off tomorrow with the NCAA Final Four, the championship game on Monday, followed by the Masters. The MLB season opens Thursday. NBA and NHL playoffs begin this month. And Usually. the NFL draft. What's that? Uh, the NHL playoffs are getting pushed back. Usually, though. But, but typically is, yes. in April, uh, the NBA and NHL uh, You know there's going to be the one guy that they don't start this year yeah. in the month of April. Okay. So, just want to point it anyway, out. Anyway, the NFL draft also in Vegas uh, later this month. Those are uh, six major events, really, in the month of uh, April. I've always kind of felt like Christmas, November no. and December are two of my favorite sports months. Probably probably December because it's the end of the NFL season, college football bowls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the middle of the college basketball season, like you said, with a lot of great non-conference games. you got NBA, NHL. you got so much going on that uh, I think that's probably my favorite month. But, man, it's hard to argue against April. I, I like November, December, March, and April. Uh, what's the, this is where horse racing starts to pick up too, right? Don't quote me on that. Yeah, derbies oh, of May. some sort. First Saturday oh, in May. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Either way, it's around this time. So, good sports month. Good. What would you month. go with? What, what, what's oh, your come vote? Come on, huh? Winter. The winter month is the the greatest. Okay. Okay. And I'm a winter guy, so you know. So you go with December. Yeah, I'm going yeah. with December. You know, NBA. Yeah. You, you know me. Christmas is the best sports day of the year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> NBA on Christmas Day. That's right. Okay. All day. I get to ignore my family. I think it's close. I, I've always felt like um, it's either November or December. Probably December would get my vote because I love the college football bowl season. But April's right there. A good sports month and a, a good basketball day yesterday. Um, let's go to Milwaukee and Brooklyn because I, I think this is where you kind of got to start if you're looking at last night and the oh, results man. of yesterday. What a game. How, Giannis Antetokounmpo does it again last night. The Milwaukee Bucks win in overtime, 120 to 119. The story, though, is, of course, Giannis, the Greek freak with 44 points, 14 rebounds, six assists, only one made three-pointer on the night, which Mm. was a step-back three in the face of Andre Drummond to tie the game and force overtime. Also hits two clutch free throws at the end of overtime to essentially cement the win for the Milwaukee Bucks. And this now comes in the midst of your favorite conversation, which is Giannis MVP. Uh, two, but two consecutive games where he scores a total of over 80 points, yeah. has a game-winning block, a game-tying three, and hits two clutch free throws to win. These last two games have been incredible for this dude. Well, the freak was the MVP two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jokic got it last year. Yep. And I think the freak would be uh, probably my favorite to get it this year. After, you know, <clears throat> whether or not he wins MVP – He's the best player in the world right now. And I don't know how you rank the top five, but you got the Freak, you got Embiid, you got KD, uh, obviously LeBron, and uh, Stephen Curry. I think those are probably – and Jokic is right there too, so it's kind of close. Those are top six players in the world, would mm. you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So who? how do you think this vote will turn out? Because that's the most important thing when you're going to bet on the MVP. It's not your opinion. It's how is, how is this going to be voted on, and how do you think uh, that's going to – going to uh, turn out so if we take the straw poll that ESPN's Tim Bontemps put out as not like gospel but a pretty good read of how it's going to play out with these voters you're asking Giannis who only had nine first place votes in that like that last straw poll right to overcome a pretty big gap between him and Nikola Jokic do I think the last two days probably got him a handful of first place votes absolutely Um, but is it enough to surpass Nikola Jokic who had over 60 first place votes in that straw poll the other day I would say probably not what I find pretty interesting and I talked about this on the podcast today with Mitch Moss hardwood handicappers um, you know two years ago or was it last year points bet put up a runner-up MVP prop if he surpasses Joel Embiid, I would not be surprised sure. if Giannis ends up being the runner-up here mm-hmm. for MVP. But I think it's hard to make up that gap between him and Jokic if you're taking that straw poll as close to what we're going to get from these voters. And, of course, 
it's what the uh, it's like the eleventh round in a twelve round fight. You right. still got some games to play here, and uh, I, I think there's a decent chance the freak could steal it. I, I'm so impressed when I watch him. And you and I just had this discussion. <clears throat> I think yesterday or the previous day. I said three years ago, if this guy can start knocking down threes, he's going to be unstoppable. Yesterday. Last night, how about that display he put on last night? I mean, the, just the, the fact that it was a step back three, too, yeah. the, that he gets Drummond going backwards and he yanks it back and pulls up. And the stroke looks good, right? It's not like some weird janky stroke that doesn't look uncomfortable. He's improved that. Uh, he, no, he's, he's incredible, and I would agree with that. If you factor in the way he plays defensively, absolutely the best, uh, the best player in the association at this point right now. And we should know, too, because you saw the odds if you're watching it. For those who are listening in any form or fashion, this was a big shift in the odds. Yesterday, he was about 10, 11 to 1 to an MVP, now in the range of plus 550 or 650 mm-hmm. to do so. So these odds are shrinking up. It's a three-horse well, race. It's a high-profile game last night. Of course. And when you play like he did in those – those last two games, man, you can't play any better than that. I, I do want to say that uh, the Nets closed, what, two-point favorites in that game? Yes. And uh, lost 120 to 119. That was a back-and-forth game. That was one of those classic, like, pick games where, uh, you know, the home favorite is only a slight favorite, and the game just goes back and forth, and you have no idea if you have the right side. Mm-hmm. And it looked like the Nets, after the Bucks had a lead in the, I want to say, early fourth quarter, it looked like the Nets had pulled ahead and were going to win the game. And then the Bucks rally and tie to force overtime, and you end up on the right side. Uh, that's one of those games, again, where you have no idea if you got the right side, if you played the Bucks or the Nets. You thought you had the right side with the Nets in the last minute or two, and you'd end up with a loser. And by the way, this game goes to overtime last night and still stays under the total of 243.5, 120 to 119. Well, and Giannis' performance yesterday masks like something big. So I think yesterday, should, had the Bucks gone on to lose that game, we're talking about the flagrant two foul on Chris Middleton. If you, for those who don't remember, there's about five minutes left in the game. Bruce Brown's got a breakaway. Middleton comes to stop it. He's called for a flagrant because he looks like yanks Bruce Brown down to the ground. Right. So it's a flagrant two. He gets ejected, and immediately the Brooklyn Nets go up nine. And you're thinking, well, now they're going to start to run away with it. Like it. And then sure enough, they come storming back, right. partly because of the way that Giannis plays. They were up seven. The Nets were with two minutes left to go, and they ultimately lose in overtime. But his performance is great and masks that in two. I mean, I've been kind of consistent with the I ref, I, I'm not going to say the Bucks aren't the best team in the Eastern Conference until the postseason begins, until they get knocked off or we see something different. I mean, clearly, at this team right now, the Nets have some defensive flaws. They deserve the Milwaukee Bucks to yeah. be the favorites in the Eastern Conference. I think so, too. Three to one over at DraftKings to do so. Two other games quickly yeah. to recap last night because they had very interesting spread decisions. Yes, well, the uh, Chicago Bulls and the Los Angeles Clippers, this is one you and I touched on where I was like, eh, you know, I'm not sure if the Clippers second leg of a back-to-back yeah, or, you know, coming back, or excuse me, this is the back-to-back today, a uh, day off after they come back from 25 points down against the Utah Jazz. How are they going to come out? Their offense hasn't been great. Well, they came out <laughs> really well. Yeah. Uh, they built up their own big lead against the Chicago Bulls yesterday, but DeMar DeRozan last night, 50 points. They rallied past the Los Angeles Clippers to win in overtime themselves, 135 to 130. They ultimately win in cover as two-and-a-half-point favorites yesterday. Yeah, and it looked like the Clippers were going to be the right side. And uh, DeMar DeRozan gets fouled, goes to the free throw line. He made it all three, right? Uh, I think so, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Bulls end up winning an OT 135-100. That one actually flew over the total anyway. Uh, but that was a, a game where the Bulls looked like they might be the wrong side and end up with the right side last night. One more with the Lakers and the Jazz. The overnight number was nine, mm-hmm. nine and a half. And it got as high as 13 and a half. But I think when we were on the show yesterday, it was 12 and a half, right? Utah, 12 and a half and like 113 was out there. Yeah, yeah Utah 12 and a half over the Lakers. So it's a 13-point game uh, in the final minute. The Jazz take a shot and miss. 
And for some reason, the Lakers dribble out the last 15 seconds. I don't like this trend in basketball. And if you play underdogs, this has got to bother you. When a team's getting uh, blown out or just, let's say, losing by double digits and should get the last shot of the game, for a lot of underdog betters, that last shot might mean a lot. <laughs> yeah. And for more and more often, we're seeing the team that's trailing just dribble out the last 20 seconds of the game. Last night, the, uh, the Lakers dribbled out the last 15 seconds for no reason. For anybody who took 12 and a half with the Lakers, yep. why not take that final shot? When it was weird because the possession before, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker scored. Yeah, they, right. like they, were, they were still trying to score. Hey, the Jazz just <laughs> took a shot and tried to score on you. Right. Why are you dribbling out the last 15, 20 seconds of the game? Put it up. I don't like that trend. All right, what's your uh, uh, top game in the association on Friday? <clears throat> well, there's a lot, but I think you're starting with the Lakers again because they're playing the New Orleans Pelicans. It looks like Anthony Davis and LeBron James, despite the fact that LeBron tweeted out today that uh, he was not going to play for the rest of the regular season. That was uh, an April Fool's <clears throat> Joke, yes. Right? And in fact, he's going to play. It looks like he's going to play today with Anthony Davis against the New Orleans Pelicans. Big, obviously, because as of today, the Lakers are on the outside looking in of the play in still because they fail to um, take the tiebreakers from the San Antonio Spurs. This is pretty fascinating because now this starting lineup for the Pelicans is whole yet again. Brandon Ingram came back on that Sunday matchup against the Lakers the other day. And of course, we know about that starting lineup. I've said it before, plus 11 net rating, mm -hmm. about a 37% offensive rebounding rate. They're incredible with those five out there, the New Orleans. Pelicans, and now you get a high-leverage game here uh, against the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Initially got to Pelicans minus one and a half. Now we're sitting at minus one, Lakers pick, and I would assume that the Lakers are going to go off as a favorite once it's official that LeBron James... Do you like the Lakers with LeBron and AD back? No, I like the Pelicans here, so uh, <laughs> we'll discuss that more in depth as right. part of Best Bets. When we come back, though, Will Hill joins us to take our look at the baseball season that is coming next week. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, dance. <laughs> This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Opening day and the opening round of the Masters, well, they're the same day. So that first week of April is going to be jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We'll have a breakdown of every golfer in the field, every single one, plus futures bets and matchups from the long shots. Brady, Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans. Sign up today. Get full access to VEASAN through the start of the baseball season. The Masters in the NFL draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Last couple of days, I have begun my preparation in earnest for the Major League Baseball season and the NFL draft, Matt Eumann, so that's going to be fun. Let's talk baseball, though. William Hill is with us. Not that Will Hill. You can follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. VEASAN contributor, and I guess, Will, given the loyalties of you and Matt Eumann, we must discuss the New York Yankees to start our conversation here today. Uh, not entirely high on this team overall, but what's your big-picture view of New York, who in the standings, from an odds perspective, sit behind the Toronto Blue Jays in terms of the pecking order of the AL East winning that division? Yeah, really just a, a missed opportunity this winter. I mean, Correa, Freeman, Seager, you go down the line, there was so much talent available, and this is a team that's worth, uh, it was just reported, a little over $6 billion, one and a half times what the Dodgers are worth. Yeah, they can't afford to add anybody. They add Donaldson. They add Kiner Falefa. Uh, again, uh, this is a couple years after they pass on Machado. They pass on Harper. A few years before that, they, they could have traded for Verlander at the deadline. Probably would have won them a championship. Uh, you know, they didn't want to go down that path because of the money. So, again, this is a team that, you know, post-George Steinbrenner, that's become very frugal, very careful with money. It's all about staying under the luxury tax. And uh, it's cost on the field. It, you know, they really would, used to go over the top, just superstar after superstar. And, you know, the last time they won a title, last time they were in a World Series was 2009 when they went on a shopping spree and got A-Rod, got Teixeira, got A.J. Burnett and Swisher. Uh, you know, they paid for that at the end. You pay for it eventually. Those long-term deals eventually, you know, don't work out at the end. But the idea is to win a championship on the front end and, you know, really just a missed opportunity. That being said, uh, 
I will give him credit. The defense is going to be a lot better, and that was a big issue last year. Getting Torres off a short, getting Sanchez off a catcher, uh, improving those positions defensively, having a full year of Gallo and Rizzo. They're going to be better defensively. They're going to be a little more athletic. I think the uh, you know the elite talent of Judge, Stan, Cole, I know that's not Maddie's favorite guy, but that combined with some of the supplementary guys, I think is enough to push them barely over the 91 and a half. It's a lean over the 91 and a half. I think you'll probably get to 92, 93, something like that. Again, you're going to always have to you know hold your breath with judge and Stan staying healthy, but you know, a missed opportunity to improve the team, but I do think they are a little better just because of the defense. You can hear the frustration in Will Hill's voice as he talks about his favorite team, the Yankees and uh, the inactivity in the off season. The first pitch I saw of spring was Garrett Cole giving up an opposite field two-run bomb to the Pirates. When Josh Donaldson was hurt the other day, too, like it's already getting off to a great start. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's all the Astros' fault. Brian Cashman's crying about the Astros, oh. and there's nothing worse than an executive with all the resources in the world blaming somebody else for his failures. Totally agree. I mean, it's it, what a whiner move, what a loser move. This is the New York Yankees, and you're going to sit here and say, poor us, poor me. Here's the deal. Okay, Houston was cheating. We all agree with that. It's embarrassing the way you know Major League Baseball didn't punish them, let them off the hook. I totally agree with all that. You know, they, they played four games in Houston in 2017. They lost all four. They scored three runs. The hitters were cheating. The pitchers were, I mean, the pitchers were probably cheating too, but you scored three runs. You had every opportunity to score a few runs and move on. And I totally agree with you. You know, the poor me stuff and his quote was ridiculous. You say, oh, you know what? People say we haven't been to world series in 2009, but in my book, we went in 2017. I mean, what world are we living in where, you know, you lose and you get to say you won. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I've never been a Cashman fan. I think he's uh, the most overrated GM in sports. I've been saying that for several years. Uh, all right, the American League East, Tampa Bay Rays won 100 games last season. I don't think they look uh, – I know it seems like the Rays do it every year, and they could probably do it again. But I just don't see it on paper, especially under this pitching staff. Tell me how good you think the Rays are going to be and uh, break down the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Orioles as we look at the win totals for these teams. Blue Jays at 92.5, Yankees 91.5, Rays 90.5, Red Sox 84.5, and, and Orioles at the bottom. No surprise there for Baltimore, 62.5. Will, any uh, win total plays you like? Or break this division down for us in the last yeah, uh, five I'll, minutes here. I'll start with the Rays, 90 and a half. Uh, it's hard to play uh, under ever on the Rays, but at 100 last year, I was looking to play under. I was looking for some regression, uh, I, but I think the bookmakers with them, and I think with the San Francisco Giants, who went from you know 107 games last year, they're down to 85 and a half. Some of these book, you know, the bookmakers did a really good job building in the regression for some of these teams. So the Rays for me is a pass. That number's about right. Um, the Red Sox, I think, are an under. I think they really overachieved last year. I, I don't love their starting pitching at all. Now, they're going to be able to hit with Story, Endeavors, and Bogart, and Martinez in that tiny little ballpark. They'll be able to hit. To me, 84 and a half is a lot. That's not a great rotation. They lost Rodriguez. Uh, you know, Sale is pretty much shot at this point. You don't know what you're going to get out of him. I would look for an under with Boston. Uh, Baltimore, to me, is an under. 51 or two wins last year. There's no way. Now, maybe they're a little better this year. There's no way in that division. Uh, they're improving by 12 wins. It, it's really hard when you're in a good division and you're the worst team because you have the hardest schedule because you don't get to play yourself. You know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, they get 18 games with Baltimore. Baltimore doesn't get to play Baltimore. So to me, Baltimore is an under until further notice. Uh, they got some brighter days ahead with some of these prospects. But to me, that does not start this year. Uh, Toronto's the one. I know it's everybody's it team. And 
Boy, I was saying on the podcast a couple weeks ago, plus 275 is a bargain to win the division. They're down to plus 180. That's cutting it a little short. They are obviously going to have the advantage, it looks like, of visiting unvaccinated players not going to be able to play, uh, which is huge. 180 is cutting it a little short. I would still bet over, if anything. Uh, I just think this team is loaded in terms of the lineup, the power, speed, pitching. You know, not a great bullpen. Uh, you know, the rotation is good, not great. But to me, th- this is a, a really dangerous team. They add Chapman to play third base. Uh, I think the, the Blue Jays are really good. Will Hill with us. So can we go back really quickly? I wanted to go back to the Tampa Bay Rays because I, yeah. I really like this team a lot, Will. I, I think when you look at, you know, the starting staff, you can have questions about whether or not uh, the development or projecting forward, some of these guys are going to maintain some impressive forms from last season. But that's one of the best bullpens, if not the best bullpen in baseball. Last year, I think they led the American League at fielding independent pitching. Uh, and that lineup, I mean, this was one of the most productive lineups last year in a cavernous ballpark that doesn't lend itself to offense. I, I When I was looking at the standings overall, I kind of felt felt like the race should be shaded a little bit higher than the Yankees in terms of the ALE standings. Yeah, I think part of that's, you know, the brand of New York, the Yankees, that market. Uh, I agree with you. It's tough to bet an under ever on the raise. It's a little like a little bit like Belichick with the Patriots where, you know, you could look at it, you know, a bunch of different ways. But at the end of the day, you really want to be uh, opposing the raise. I don't. They're such a well-run organization. They're scrappy. They always do, you know, more with less. They kind of piece together the pitching, whether it's openers. I think they, they might have been the first team to, to do the opener. Yeah. Uh, you know, they piece together with the bullpen. You know, they signed Corey Kluber. They just they, they're very resourceful. Again, it's a tough division. To me, that number's about right. But look, if you're gonna bet over on Tampa every year, you're you're gonna do pretty well. What do you like about the uh the Rays the most when you look at it? Because I I never want to uh, I'm not gonna bet the Rays under, and I hate to uh be pessimistic about the Rays because all they do is overachieve. But man, you look at this uh, starting rotation, and I know the Rays are unconventional in the way they attack the uh, the pitching. But this this is nowhere near the rotation you saw in Tampa two years ago. Oh, yeah. I think it really it's about – so at the front of it, right, when you have a guy like Shane McClanahan, uh, I really like what he brings to the table. Lefty, if you look at some of his projections, like from last year, really solid across the board, 343 ERA, 323 expected fielding independence. So that's exactly what you're going to get at the top end. And I think Cash is just so good with a bullpen that was mm-hmm. one of the best that even some of these guys, if they're not going to be front end like six inning, you know, give me four and get us to the best bullpen in Major League Baseball, and we'll be able to work our way around it. And then you look at the rest of this lineup, Matt. I mean, Wander Franco projects to be. I mean, he was awesome last year. He's going to be freaking awesome, I think, going forward. Whether it's Lau, Meadows, or Rosarena, I think that's a productive lineup that mm-hmm. ultimately could win them a lot of games. All right, Will Hill, let's get your opinion here. If you had to play one win total over, what would it be? And if you had to play one under, what would it be in the American League East? Uh, the, the under is, is Baltimore. The over would still be Toronto. Again, it makes me nervous to be on the hype team, the mm-hmm. it team, but Toronto to me is really good. And uh, Baltimore that I think they're a 50 win team, 50, you know, 54, no, 55. No. Yeah. They're going to be bad. They're going to be really bad and they'll be a little <laughs> better. Like I said, you know, two years from now, who was that draft draft prospect? Uh, JVT, you might remember this. It was Coppola or something where, or uh, Fran for was like, he's two years away from being two years away. Baltimore is like a year away from being a year away. They got brighter days ahead. It just, it's not going to be this year. Baltimore under is a good bet. I, I, I don't know. I like my argument will with Baltimore was, you can find some pretty good production out of the lineup for certain guys. Like they're outfield. They have some really good outfield talent. And maybe I'm just trying to find positives mm-hmm. in a, in yeah, a, they're com- a, yeah. in a very no, bleak they're... situation. Right. 
Yeah, they're coming with the position players. Mount Castle, uh, Mullins in center field. I, I think, you know, the catcher's going to be a good player whenever they bring him up. Uh, Rushman, they've got some position players. They'll be a little better. And they move the fences back, which I think helps them because having a bad pitching staff in a band box is a bad combination. <laughs> uh, they have moved the fences back, which will help them. But to me, you know, improving by 12 wins, that's a lot of wins. That's well said. All right. So how, I think this is interesting. How much of an advantage could it be for Toronto? for unvaccinated players of visiting teams not being allowed to play in those games because the Yankees are going to be missing some key guys from the lineup. Well, what do you think that's worth possibly to a win total? It's so hard to say because we don't know who's unvaccinated. Uh, I just, I dream about a day where we can just go back to handicap and not figuring out, you know, vaccinations and COVID, man, it's just, it's a new world. We're trying to incorporate all this between Kyrie all year and now Toronto. If it's judge and a few of these other guys that can't play in Toronto all year, it, it's huge. So it's, it could be a big advantage. Canada, what are you going to do? All right, we'll come back. Uh, we have more to get to uh, with Will. We're going to look at the NL East now at this point because uh, that becomes a, a pretty intriguing division with baseball right around the corner. Will's going to stick around, and we'll be back here on the Edge of East the Sports Betting Network. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness, every day. Like Matt Eumann's, choose for Wendy's stack starting lineup, like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot and cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's bringing the breakfast legends of a baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked egg, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and it's simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive through Pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. We have chosen wisely. We have decided to welcome in Will Hill for another spot here because we are not done by any stretch. We have a lot to get to. Now, we are going to break down the National League East here, and it is uh, fitting that we are going to do so well because we get news now breaking in the last couple of minutes so we we knew that Jacob deGrom had suffered a uh, injury didn't know the extent of it he will be out for the next four weeks he's going to miss opening day and another injury setback here for deGrom who had been dealing with elbow issues a season ago uh, a blow for a Mets team who's plus 150 to win this division and has a win total in the range of about 91 and a half it sucks. I mean, it just, it does. The Mets had some juice. They were exciting with Scherzer. Some of the outfielders they added, there was so much, so much good vibes around this team. You bring in show Walter who, you know, knows his way around New York, knows how to manage a veteran ball club. That incident with Britain a few years ago, where he's still waiting to come in the game. Uh, it's just too bad. And, and even when DeGrom comes back and who knows when it's going to be, I mean, at this point they're shutting them down for a month. Then you're talking may have to ramp them back up. I mean, who knows, June, July, all-star break. Who, who really knows at this point? There's a little Anthony Davis factor here with DeGrom now where it's like you always going to have to hold your breath and wonder what, what's next. Can you trust this guy to stay on the mound as great as he is? And he was brilliant last year. Uh, it's just a tough break. Now, still a pretty good team. You got Scherzer and you got Bassett. You got a pretty good you know, set of position players there. But uh, 91 and a half, to me, this was an over if you asked me 24 hours ago. Uh, as of now, it's a pass. And it's just it's tough news because he's you know the best pitcher in the sport. He was just you know, lights out last year. Brilliant. You couldn't pitch better than he pitched last year. And uh, who knows when we're going to see him. It's just a tough break for the Mets fans, tough break for, for baseball fans, really. Yeah, the injuries for Jacob DeGrom carry over to uh, 2022. If I ask you guys right now, if I put up a win total prop for Jacob DeGrom at 10 and a half, would you bet that over? Under. Under. Yeah. under. How about nine and a half? Would you still play it under? Under. Yeah, I was thinking about under. nine and a half. Okay, because you just don't know how many starts he's going to get. And to be clear, these are like the actual pitcher wins, right? Not games that he starts, the Mets win. Pitcher wins. Okay, yeah. Wins on yeah. his record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that would be. Yeah. 
so right now you see at BetMGM, the Mets plus 140 favorites in the East. World Series champion Braves, the second choice of plus 150. Phillies 4-1. to Marlins 14-1. to Nationals 40 to 1. Win total for the Mets 91 and a half. Braves 90 and a half. Phillies 85 and a half. Marlins 76 and a half. Nationals 70 and a half. All right, double shot of New York and Will Hill today on the show. Follow him on Twitter at Nazi Will. New York doesn't get enough coverage. Well, you know, those teams are hot topics Yankees and Mets. And uh, Will, tell us quickly about your your city cast and. where people can find it. Cause you're going to be talking a lot of baseball betting on your, uh, your podcast. Absolutely. VEASAN.com slash podcast doing plenty of baseball season, win totals, futures uh, covering what really is a fascinating Easter conference race in the NBA. You know, usually regular season, the NBA, the end of it, it's like, all right, just get me to the playoffs. I'm sure you guys spent plenty of time talking about it. Uh, boy, this Eastern conference race is just fascinating. The teams at the top, you know, who, who's going to be the one who wants to be the one. And then the playing race, you got three pretty good teams all tied for the eighth spot. Now with the, uh, the nets, the Hawks, the Hornets, the nets have a pretty easy schedule here. <laughs> Uh, you know, you figure they'll, they'll find their way to the eight seed, but if they're ever in a spot where they're in the nine, 10, that is not easy. That's basically starting off your postseason. Like you're down three, two in a playoff series. And you got to win two games just to stay alive. So a fascinating Eastern conference race okay. in the NBA. I just let Will Hill promo his podcast and all the baseball betting. And he goes off on a tangent about the NBA. That's my guy. So do you, are you auditioning for JVT's Sunday night show? Is he going to be a regular? On, I know you've had him, We've on. Had him on before. I know. Are, is he going to be a regular now? Did they, you hear that breakdown of the East? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Got to. Got to have him on every Sunday night. And uh, what time is that show? And now it is 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. So it would be 6 to 8 Eastern. Okay. Look at me. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing great at adding three. Heck of a show. <laughs> yeah. uh, how about the Braves? Freddie Freeman gone. Much different look uh, to this team. Ronald Acuna is going to be back at some point. Uh, the Braves win total of 90 and a half. Do you like the Braves? And also, I want you to break down the Phillies because that's an interesting team right there at uh, four to one. The Phillies second place in that division last year at 82 and 80, but a little disappointing. Yeah, I'll lean the over here with the Braves. And you think about it, wow, World Series champion, they probably went way over this total. They only won 88 games last year, kind of an unconventional World Series champion. That being said, they lose Freeman. Okay, Olsen's going to fit right in and, and bring baby, you know, basically 90% of what Freeman did. Uh, a rotation of, of Morton, Freed, Soroka, Ian Anderson is really good. Obviously, the bullpen is outstanding. Uh, to me, this would be a, a lean to the over, especially, you know, with DeGrom not being out and, you know, not pitching until who knows when. That, you got to give a little bump to Atlanta in terms of that. You figure they'll beat up on the Nationals, do pretty well against the Marlins. To me, this is a uh, a good division, but a slight over for Atlanta. I'm not as high on Philly just because they're so reliant on Nola and Wheeler. Uh, the bullpen's bad. The defense is bad. That's kind of Dombrowski, the GM there. That's kind of his MO where he's like, you know what? Most of the guys are going to make most of the plays on defense, so I don't worry about it. That costs you a lot of games over a long season between a bad bullpen and a bad defense. Uh, look, they're going to hit. This is like a beer league softball team where they're really going to hit, especially in that small ballpark. But to me, getting to 86, 87 is asking a little too much. Uh, I, I would go under on Philly. I had Jeffrey Parles, uh, you know, VEASAN producer, VEASAN host, speaking of the city cast on <laughs> my cat, my podcast yesterday. And he mentioned with the Phillies Schwarber 50 to one to hit the most home runs is out there to me. If, if you guys remember what he did in June, where he basically hit sure. a home run every mm-hmm. single day before he got hurt, uh, he's probably going to be in the leadoff spot, which is good for, you know, a home run hitter because you're not going to pitch around him, especially with Harper there. 
you know, if you're looking for a bet on the Phillies, 50 to one for Schwarber to me is a hell of a price. I kind of like that too. In fact, I thought the Yankees should have made a move for Schwarber yeah. a couple of years ago with that mm-hmm. short right field porch. I thought he was a perfect fit for Yankee Stadium. Perfect. And of course, that was the Astros' fault that uh, the Yankees did not get Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> yes, everybody else's fault. But there's... by the way, Jeffrey Parles is he now going by Jeffrey I think instead so. of Jeff? Like uh, Mitch huh? Trubisky made the transition from Mitch okay. to Mitchell, and is now Jeffrey. Uh, I think an intriguing team at the bottom of this uh, division, Will, is going to be the Marlins, uh, 76 and a half. I think really, that's the realistic thing to look at right from a win total perspective, how you approach this team. Uh, that rotation is awesome, man. Alcantara at the top. Trevor Rogers is going to be good. Pablo Lopez, if that would seems to be the projected third guy, is a really good dude to have as your third starting pitcher. What do you make of Miami and how far this pitching staff can carry them? Because their lineup is still going to be pretty anemic, it seems. Yeah, way too much pitching to ever think of betting the under here. Uh, you've met, missed the best number if you're betting the over. It was, I think, 71 and a half, 72 and a half, 76 and a half is cutting it close. You never want to be in a situation where you know you're playing the worst of a number uh, in this situation. Remember, if if it's July and they're not in the mix, they could sell off guys, they could trade Solaire and who else. Uh, and like you said, not a great lineup, but man, that pitching is just loaded. The guys you mentioned, plus Sixto Sanchez, yep. if he can ever stay healthy, uh, Max Meyer, who I know a lot of people think could be rookie of the year. Uh, Cabrera, they're just loaded down the line. I mean, they are seven, eight deep in pitching. Uh, if I'm some of these other teams, I'm giving them a call, seeing what I have to do to get some of these pitchers. So to me, it would be over or nothing. I would lean towards the over again. You're not getting the best number, but to me, this is just outstanding pitching. The rest of the team is shaky. And again, when you're dealing with younger pitchers, you got to worry about innings limits. Remember they shut Rogers down last year. You know, these guys aren't going to be pitching six, seven innings, a game, you know, six months. Uh, and some of these guys are going to get limited, shut down, things like that. So it would be a lean towards the over just because the pitching is just so dominant. I was going to say, is the offense good enough to give this team a shot to uh, get, you know, to be a, a team that's over 500? Because the Marlins are really intriguing to me with all that pitching. It's questionable. It's questionable at best. The, the question I have, like I mentioned, the deadline. If you're, you know, a couple games out, will they add pieces and try to get themselves in the playoffs? Huh. You know, if, if they could ever get in the playoffs, which I, you know, I would make them an underdog to get there, even with this new ridiculous format where everybody gets in. If they ever got in, they'd be dangerous. Remember, in the in the shortened season, they yep. swept the Cubs uh, and and they won a series. That pitching would not be a pleasant experience in the playoffs. I just don't know that they have the lineup to get there. Yeah, like for example, like Chad, Jazz Chisholm is projected to be their star, their their leadoff guy, but Fangraphs hasn't projected as a two thirty six average and a three hundred on base percentage. <laughs> like that's not really great. He's going to be great on the base pass and stealing bases, but. I don't know if you have enough there. I think their best hitter is probably going to be Jorge Soler. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's actually had a pretty good year last yep. year, but he, he should not be the best hitter in your lineup. Yeah. All right. What do you make of the last team, at least in terms of win total and odds uh, to win the division? Juan Soto and the Washington Nationals, forty to one, with a total of seventy and a half. Yeah, I would lean under. Uh, they did add Cruz, but I would expect Cruz gets traded sometime at the deadline as well. I mean, as great as Soto is, it's just it's a total rebuild around. Remember the deadline last year, they traded everybody. Yep. Uh, Strasburg, you never know when he's going to pitch, how effective he's going to be. His velocity's really suffered uh, since that World Series a couple years ago. Corbin, same thing. Velocity's not there. Not the same pitcher. Some of these young guys are going to be pretty good. Josiah Gray is going to be good. Cavalli's going to be good, but I don't know that they're ready. So to me, the older pitchers are too old. The younger pitchers are too young. Uh, I think they're going to get beat up in this division. I, w- I would bet under 70 and a half on Washington. You can follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. All the work there at Pavison.com and the New York City cast. Will, good to talk to you, man. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Appreciate it. Yep. See you, Matty. Bye, right. G. Thanks, buddy. A regular on the Sunday night show with JVT talking to the association. Yep. 
Uh, he's been on, well, we've only had, what, like four episodes now at this point. So, uh, yes, you can consider him a regular, just given that. Uh, and to give you the clear report here from Jeff Pass, New York Mets right-hander Jacob DeGrom will miss opening day after imaging showed a stressed reaction in his right scapula. Sources tell ESPN, while the timetable for DeGrom's return is unclear, he's expected to miss a significant amount of time yeah, to I mean, start 2022. That's the same story we heard last year about DeGrom, right? And it yep. would be, it would linger month to month and... Uh, I think you got to be really concerned on how much you're going to see him in the first half of the season for the Mets. Yep. I would be too. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to here on The Edge. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. day. <laughs> <laughs> This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. A fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid, place the pouch between your upper lip and gum, and boom, for up to one hour, you get real nicotine satisfaction. Zen's available in 10 varieties and two strengths. It's 3 milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom. Find your satisfaction. Find your Zen. Visit Zen.com. That's EYN.com. Learn more to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine warning product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical ah. that's a rumor it is it is <laughs> here i'm going to show you something we were talking about off the yep. air. i'm taking my like the little grilled baby octopus oh boy i'm not, <laughs> not gonna eat that i am my it is uh, my wife's birthday and i am taking her out this is the first time we've ever been to a, a french restaurant that is of a very high caliber and uh one of the dishes i don't know if they're offering it because it's one of those restaurants where it's like a seasonal menu so it could be different every time uh, it's like literally just a grilled baby octopus. It's like right on top. I wish I had not seen that. <laughs> how, how much do you have to pay for grilled baby octopus? Uh, more than I'm willing to share on the year. Uh, you can pay me to eat that. I, yeah. I just saw that photo. I'll stick with McDonald's. I, I've always been. I've always I'll stick been with Wendy's, McDonald's. I, I always go by the philosophy: a chef wouldn't give it KFC. to you if it wasn't good. Okay. So I'm, I'm willing to try anything. Well, that's not true because they give you Brussels sprouts and broccoli and crap like that. <laughs> you know, I think I've told you this. But you know what my dad, because I hate Brussels sprouts too. You know what my dad used to do? And I'm sure he does it now because I just don't live with them anymore. He would microwave frozen Brussels sprouts oh, in a on. bag and just eat them out. I can like, almost. Like eat them out of the bag. The smell of oh. those things will almost enough to knock me out. Yeah. I can't do it's it. Disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> uh, not disgusting. Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. They're fantastic. Uh, last night, big win for the Bucks. Uh, went out right. It's a two point underdog. So a win here uh, for best bets from yesterday. Bucks plus two over the Nets. Get the win in overtime. So uh, rode the Bucks a couple of times this week. Came through. So. Yes, you did. 2 0 on the Bucks. Yes. This week. So uh, you've been paid off by uh, the freak and the Bucks. And tonight you're going to bet against LeBron and the Lakers. Yeah. And I don't and disagree because I think a lot of times people get a little bit excited when the stars come back. LeBron's back. AD's back. Now these guys haven't played in a little bit. And this team's completely out of sorts anyway. Yeah, and here's the thing. So I, I keep kicking myself because I have to I have to realize these certain things. And I brought this up on this show before. Actually, I think we just talked about it yesterday, but I'll bring it up one more time, right? Reports as, as early as the day before yesterday were that LeBron and AD were targeting Friday to play. Right? It was out there. We knew this. So the market opens up this morning. Lakers minus one and a half moves to Pelicans minus one and a half. Now, I made it just over two, even right. with LeBron and AD out there, considering what you're talking about, right? The fact that they haven't played for a while. You don't know how effective they're going to be. But it was out there. We knew this. But then sure enough, like you see this now, the report, hey, they're officially upgraded to questionable. Market starts to move toward the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. like, this is information that was known. But I'm kicking myself because I should know that the market reacts like that, even though we've known this. And I should have sat back and waited. I probably could have gotten – there's a plus one out there. There's a pick. Regardless, 
Uh, Lakers minus one, or excuse me, Pelicans minus one is the predominant number. Bad number, but regardless, still think the Pelicans are in a pretty good matchup. And some of the numbers, too, by the way, because uh, I've mentioned this starting lineup uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans and how fantastic they have been. To give you exactly what this new starting five has done, C.J. McCollum running the point guard, Brandon Ingram out there, Jones, front court of Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas. You know I've brought this up to you before, uh, but now we get larger sample sizes. Outscoring opponents by 11.3 points per 100 possessions with those five out there, an offensive rating of 120.5, an offensive rebounding rate of 37.5. And this is, even with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, one of the uh, poorer rebounding teams in the mm-hmm. league this year. So I think this is a pretty good matchup for the Pelicans. So we will see if that ultimately plays out. But yeah, Pelicans later. Lakers, I believe, have uh, three at home and three more on the road. And uh, trying to get that last uh, play-in spot, right? Yes, trying to fight for the – I mean, maybe. Or LeBron just wants to play in three more games to qualify for the scoring title. I think that might be the case. Last night watching the Lakers game, I, uh, the play-by-play guys going, this team's desperately fighting to get in the play-in. I said, no, nah, I really don't think so. I think LeBron's motivation at this point is to play enough games to win the scoring championship. Seems like it. It seems like that would definitely be. And I, you know, I'll tell you the truth, I don't blame him for that. Right. I mean – I guess the argument is if he was really doing that, he would sit out these next three games and then just come back for Golden State, Oklahoma City, Denver. But one of those situations, Golden State, Oklahoma, is back-to-back. Realistically, probably couldn't play both Mm -hmm. of those. So you would assume that he is going to play out of the six games, Pelicans, Denver, then on the road for Suns, Warriors, then back home for Oklahoma City before closing out the season on the road against Denver. Uh, He will play in, I would say, five out of the six at the most. Yeah. And let's face it, the Lakers are not going anywhere, even if they do make the play-in tournament. No, they beat the Suns. And no matter how much you've accomplished uh, in your career, I think it's pretty cool to be the NBA's scoring champ. Um, at that age, yeah. Yeah, at that age. And if you're that close, I, I'm sure that LeBron uh, has, a, has a sight set on that. He may not admit it. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it uh, for the college basketball. I, as you know, when we were on the air, I, when that three and a half, that rogue three and a half popped up, I laid that with Duke uh-huh. uh, for this coming weekend. But for the show, just going to use the uh, Villanova Kansas under 133 uh, as that uh, number has yet to make itself widely known. The Duke minus three and a half. All right, let's talk about that. Now, I played Kansas Villanova under 133 as well. I find it interesting this week that only one number has really moved on the board, and that's uh, the Kansas Villanova point spread. Yeah. Here at the South Point, went from four and a half to five, and the five, Villanova plus five, disappeared pretty quickly. I walk in here today, it's Kansas minus four, mm-hmm. total 133. Total has not moved at all, despite a lot of people I know and sharp people liking this under. That total has not even ticked down. A little bit. Duke uh, minus 185 over, over Carolina's by other play. Like I said, I got Kansas and Duke futures to win this whole thing. But I, I think Duke, you look at their top six players, Paolo Benchero, Mark Williams, Jeremy Roach, Wendell Moore, A.J. Griffin, Trevor Keels, just a little bit better than Carolina at every spot. And the one thing Duke's going to have to do, you can't let, uh, you can't let Brady Manick go off from three-point range. Carolina runs a little hot and cold from three especially uh, Caleb Love and R.J. Davis. Love has got two games in this tournament where he shot six for 13 from three-point range. Yeah. The other two games, two for 10 and one for four. R.J. Davis has got games where he shot 0 for 4 and 1 for 5 and one where he hit five of 10 three-pointers. Uh, so it's a volatile Carolina team. But like I said, I think this, this is going to be the revenge of the nerds game where uh, Duke gets revenge for uh, crashing Coach K's party in Cameron on March 5th. And uh, I like Duke to win it, but I'm not willing to lay the points here. I think this is going to be a down-to-the-wire type of game that Duke finds a way to win, and Coach K is going to be playing on Monday night. I did find this interesting. 
I was looking through the um, most outstanding player odds mm. at the Westgate Superbook, um, Circa, some other spots as well. And I found Trevor Keels at 200 to 1. So I put a small bet on it. Okay. Now, Trevor Keels went through a, a period this season where he was injured and he, he wasn't the star we thought he was going to be. And he's not the primary guy you would think is going to carry the Blue Devils to the win this weekend. But sometimes you get surprised by who steps up and leads the way in games like this. Maybe it's not going to be Paolo Banchero. And he's been coming off the bench lately, too. Yeah. yeah. But Keels is an aggressive guy. He's not afraid to take shots. He'll drive to the rim. I think his open court game against Carolina really fits his style. Uh, if you remember the season opener against Kentucky, Jay Billis kept talking about, and I know he had inside information on the Duke program, but before that game he kept saying, watch out for Trevor Keels. This could be the guy who makes the difference. You remember that season opener against Kentucky where mm-hmm. Duke won the game 79-71? Keels had 25 points in that game. I remember. Uh, so I think the reemergence of Trevor Keels could be something we see in the Final Four. Just a hunch. Um, I didn't have a dream about it or anything like that, but I played it at 200 to 1. Did I tell you about the dream I had last week? No, did I tell I'm you about dying. The dream to hear. about St. Peter's? Oh, yes, you did. You, you told me about the dream about St. Peter's. Okay. Yes, yeah. I had a dream that St. Peter's beat Purdue on a three-pointer at the buzzer, 67 to 66, the day before the game. Yeah, I was almost there. Almost 67, 64. Yep. St. St. Peter's won the game, and Purdue missed the three at the buzzer. Anyway. I got. Uh, you got uh, anything else? Because I got something for you. That's it. What do we got? All right, we're going to go back to the NBA really quickly because I don't know if you saw last night, but the Philadelphia 76ers lost to the Detroit Pistons. Um, I did see that. Yeah, it hasn't gone well for the Philadelphia 76ers. 102-94, and um, Doc Rivers is up to his old tricks again. Uh huh. Listen to what Doc had to say after the game last night. Well, they didn't struggle. Um, you know, they didn't get a lot of shots, you know, in, in their defense. I think during that stretch, it was more James, you know, um, you know, than, than them. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's just a tough night. He's talking about the bench, and they asked, uh, hey, you know, the bench, do you think about their struggle? What do you think about their struggles? And he said, nah, I think it was more James than them. Mm-hmm. Back to throwing your old players under the bus in press conferences. Now, it worked really well with Ben Simmons. James Harden, though, he has shown <laughs> that he's got a, a, a steelier grit here. I think he'll be able to persevere through that. He's not known to change his stripes or anything. Philly's a fragile team. Doesn't look good for this year. Again, they have a lot of potential if they add next year, you know, depending on what they add and whatnot. But this year, they are extremely flawed. Not going to be good. You know, it's kind of like when you bet golf futures, you see so many attractive uh, players at good odds on the board, and you got to – you got to narrow things down. You can't bet everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's bad strategy to bet too many players. If you look at the Eastern Conference in the, in, in the NBA, you have to narrow it down. I'm throwing Philly out right away. I think Philly's too fragile, probably a year away if they can get their act together next year. But it's going to be the Bucks. It's going to be the Nets. And who knows? Maybe the Heat, Celtics worked their way in there. But I'm throwing the Sixers out first if I'm looking at teams to bet in the Eastern Conference. All right, well, don't throw off V-Sin. It's the best network out there. My Guys in the Desert coming up next. We, of course, will be back on Monday. Make sure you check out Hardwood Handicappers on Sunday. That's with me at 3 p.m. Pacific time. We'll see you. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Deadline.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.